did an excellent job this evening, and uh, we are thankful uh, for the work that they put in this evening for our own enjoyment. We want to take just a few minutes and uh, tie together for you uh, the message that they were bringing across, and we're uh, thankful for each song, uh, for each part of the acting, and for everything that has been put in. Uh, it's a beautiful uh, picture and program, if you think about it, uh, and as you, uh, if you're able to kind of contemplate as we go through, and just to short recap, it's a young lady who for her entire life had heard the words of the gospel, but whose heart had never heard the truth of the gospel and accepted that for herself. And yet as God worked in her life, she heard the bells of Christmas of the Christmas message and trusted in Jesus Christ for herself and the Lord and Savior of her heart personally. And though it is a fictional story, we are thankful that God does that work in real life. It reminds me of the poet that wrote the song, which this program is titled after. You heard uh, the young lady uh, kind of recounting that story as she uh, was writing out for some of her articles and different things. And you heard her mention that uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, one of America's greatest poets, uh, not necessarily known for writing songs or especially a Christmas carol, but he did write that song called I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. As she mentioned, the story begins in 1861 in the early days of the Civil War when tragedy struck and his wife was severely burned in an accident. She lost her life, and he was burned so badly he didn't even get to attend the uh, funeral, and sorrow set in. Uh, as you read his journal throughout the next couple years, uh, he wrote on Christmas Day, the next year following in his journal, he says, How inexpressibly sad are all holidays to me. A year later, after the incident, he said, I can make no record of these days. It is better to leave them wrapped in silence Perhaps one day God will give me peace. And you heard the story of how his son went off to war and was wounded severely after he was shot. And uh, he was sorrow set in again as he traveled about trying to find and locate his son and be with him. He saw the, the toll that battle had taken on his country and on his fellow humans. At this point, over a half million people had lost their lives. And so he's overwhelmed by the sorrow that he had seen throughout his life. And you heard the choir sing, and you hear the lyrics of it, and it's interesting how he starts it. He writes that poem from the bedside of his son, from his hospital bed, and he starts it joyfully. He says, I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play. You can kind of picture him hearing those things. He says, wild and sweet, the words repeat of peace on earth and goodwill to men. Out of the sadness, though, of his heart and in response to the carnage of war and the sorrow of his life, he writes words, one particular stanza we don't often sing. It says, Then from each accursed mouth the cannons thundered in the south, and with the sound the carols drowned of peace on earth, goodwill to men. The verse that you heard sung tonight, he says, In despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Doesn't life feel that way sometimes? 
Lately, those words in our culture, in our society, in our world seem often far too true. That hate is strong. And often evil seems to mock the song that God has given us of peace and his goodwill toward men. Yet, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, from his son's bedside, heard those Christmas bells from that church one final time, and God worked in his heart and restored his faith in a way, and that's where you have that victorious last verse. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor does he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right shall prevail, of peace on earth and goodwill toward men. And when you think about the truth in which he writes, the truth of Henry Wadsworth Longfellow's life is the same truth that we have today. That God is not dead, and God does not sleep. And Henry Wadsworth Longfellow realized that God had thought of him, and that God knew him, and has seen every aspect of his life, and that God rules and reigns in every moment and in every way. And just as the young lady in our program this evening, she finally heard that for herself. That God is not dead, and though sorrow comes... And though our life is not perfect, God has extended peace on earth and goodwill to those that will trust and believe in him. For a few minutes, just a couple moments, and we'll be out before what is typically an intermission in most programs. I want to draw your attention to one final group of people that heard something and then saw the truth. We read it this morning in our church. It's from Luke chapter 2. If you're from, familiar with the Bible at all or church at all, this passage is probably very familiar to you. Luke chapter 2 is where it gives us the story of the birth of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The Bible tells us, interestingly enough, that after Jesus was born, the message of his birth was announced in a very interesting way. It was announced to a group of shepherds, not to kings and princes and emperors, but to shepherds. The good shepherd and his news was announced to the lowly shepherds there in their fields. And it's a very interesting thing that is told. He says, for the the angel appears to the shepherds, and the angel of the Lord came upon them. Luke 2 verse 9 says, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And that is a wonderful Christmas message. If you think about the birth of Christ, now it probably did not start that way for them. But as you look at their lives and the lives of those affected by the coming of Christ, they were moved from fear to faith. And they were moved from darkness to light and blindness to to sight. They were moved from confusion to surety. And God gives us that same offer in the gospel today. You think about these men, it says that the angel of the Lord appeared and they feared greatly. It's an, in a way, it's a picture of the natural response of men. I don't know if you've ever been out in, in, in the dark where there's no lights and all of a sudden something startles you. If you've been out on the 4th of July, maybe not expecting the fireworks to start just yet, and then one cracks and the light and the boom just sort of shocks you and that initial fear of panic. I was walking out of the woods a couple weeks ago in the dark. and I, I hunt. I should clarify that. I'm not just walking in the woods in the dark. 
And as I was coming out, I had a flashlight, and I try not to turn it on too much on my way out. I kind of know my way out and try not to disturb things as I go. And I was rounding a corner, and I, for some reason, turned it on for a second. And all of a sudden, there was a big, white, about the size of a volleyball face, like about four feet from me. And uh, it was a gigantic owl. And evidently, it had gotten some prey, and it was not going to leave. And it was in my way as I was trying to leave down this trail, and the startledness of it came. And I said, I'm glad no one is around to see that. Because <laughs> there was some fear in that moment. And the fear and terror that these men had, it's interesting that that is in a way, that is how men react to God naturally. We are fearful of him. Because of our sin, we know that we are sinful creatures and we do things that are wrong. And in our sin, we fear a righteous and holy God. And these men feared, but their fear was alleviated by the coming of Christ. They said, fear not, we bring good tidings, good news of great joy to all people. And the message that you heard tonight in song and from the play is good news of great joy to all people. To everyone in this room, to everyone in this community, to all men in this world, God has extended his great love and great joy. And if you think about as they, as they walk through, it says, Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And we are thankful that they announced it says that there was this one that would come and would be wrapped in swaddling clothes. Jesus Christ, the Savior, the Lord had come. God himself had come to earth. And we praise him for that. Because it took these these shepherds from fear and move them in a way to faith. And how do we see that? It's interesting. As soon as the angels leave and they hear this message in song and their fear is alleviated, how do they react? In Luke 2 verse 15 it says, And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see the thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known Unto us, They said, we want to go see the thing that we have heard about. We have heard, and now we want to see it for our eyes. We want to know that it is true. The Bible says that they made haste to find this baby, and that they did. And as they found him, they praised God. They sang out to him and praised him. Why? Because the thing that they had heard, they found it to be true. And let me tell you this evening, if you seek God as these shepherds did. If you seek God with your heart, not in a fairy tale way, but through the truth of his word, when you seek God for who he is, you will find that he is completely true. Like these shepherds did, they were moved to react by what they heard. I want to tell you tonight, if you have heard something, maybe for the thousandth time or maybe for the first time tonight, you have heard this message of the gospel, God is calling you to the same reaction to do something. Not of your own deed and not of your own action, not of your own good works, but a call to come to him in faith and repentance to believe, just as these shepherds heard truth and then reacted to it in belief. God is calling you to hear his truth and react in belief. So I want you to think tonight, have you heard this Christmas message, the coming of Christ 
to this earth. Have you found him to be true? We have seen his glory. John 1.14 says, We have seen the glory, the glory of the one that is the Father, full of grace and of truth. It's interesting that Mary, it says, after these shepherds came, Mary, Jesus' mother, it says that she kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And I wonder tonight, what are the things that you ponder in your heart? Are, like these shepherds, are there thoughts of fear between yourself and God? Are there feelings of guilt about sin? Are there questions of confusion about what this life really is or about what eternity may be? And some of these things we have heard for years, like this young lady in our program, heard hundreds of times. But tonight you may be hearing them for the first time again. And if God, that is the case, God is calling you to work in your heart. Whether it is the fact that you are lost and without him and you need to trust and repent and believe in his gospel. Or whether you are a Christian and you need your joy renewed. These shepherds were living lonely lives on the side of a hill and all of a sudden joy came into their lives. And sometimes we go through our daily lives and our year may bring lots of different things to us. But only the gospel can bring true joy to your life. There's a lot of different things that have happened in our lives as a church or even as a family. If you know much of our church, you know we lost our pastor. My, my dad was pastor here, and he's been gone for 86 days now. For 86 days, we've had to deal with that and try to reckon that in our own hearts. And it is not just the fact that he is with Christ that brings joy. It is the fact that we, too, can be in Christ. And it is only the fact that we find satisfaction in him that really alleviates any of that pain. And joyfully, we will see him one day again. It's amazing to think that he's 86 days gone from us. And I would love to see God for a half of a glimpse for a moment. But there is joy knowing he has absorbed his presence for almost 90 days now, taking in almost a quarter of a year with his Savior. And God calls each of us that one day we spend eternity with him too. And I want you to think about this final verse tonight. It says that after the shepherds came and saw Mary and Joseph, it says, And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things, listen very carefully to these last few words, all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And we can hear a lot of things in our lives and we can hear the gospel, we can hear Bible verses, we can hear a story, we can hear this presentation tonight. But I wonder, have you seen the salvation of Jesus? Because it is not just that he came to a cradle, and it is not just that he was born into a manger. The story doesn't end with a cradle, but it carries on for a number of years. And the perfect baby lived a perfect life, became a perfect man. And died as a perfect Savior on a cross. He did not deserve to die, but he died for myself and he died for you. He died for all of mankind. And he didn't just simply die in our place because he was perfect. He conquered death, raising from the dead on the third day. And now he has said to us, his message to us is not that we need to die and raise from the dead too. It is not that we have to live perfect lives. It is that we trust his perfect life. And we trust his sacrificial death. 
and we believe in his resurrection, and I trust repenting of my sin, saying, I know by myself I am a wicked sinner and can do nothing to earn or deserve the salvation of God, but I can trust in Jesus Christ. And tonight I wonder whether you are a Christian or you are not, maybe you have heard something tonight and now God is working in your heart to see it too. And it would be a glorious thing if like these shepherds and like the young lady in our play, you acted on that this evening and you moved from fear to faith, from sadness of soul to joy, from darkness of spirit to light, from having nothing really to hold on to eternally to a treasure in Christ forever. And I wonder tonight if God is ringing the bells of his gospel in your heart. And maybe you have heard them before, but you've never really heard them. Don't delay. Don't put off. There is no guarantee of time in your life. There is no set end date that you are aware of. And there's no guarantee that God will speak and work in your heart again. And if God is working in your heart tonight, I encourage you like this young lady, like these shepherds, to come to Christ.